Hello. What's good? Hi. Okay. So today we're just going to, I'm just going to jump right into it because I'm really excited about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> hi. So since we last talked, there's been a really, really big spike in cancel culture, which has like happened, you know, it happens all the time, but like I've noticed it happening kind of nonstop. And again, like I said, I just kind of want to jump right into it because a lot of people that you and I, you helped me like get onto No Name. Mm-hmm. And I would really like to know what you think about the whole No Name J. Cole thing. Like, Ooh, deeply. That, that was really interesting to see unfold. So if you're unfamiliar, No Name recently tweeted, um, that uh, tweeted about how a lot of our quote-unquote conscious rappers she didn't name any name but she said pointed out that there was a lot of conscious rappers who use like you know black plight and black struggle and referencing a lot in their music but at this time when they have you know all these followers that haven't necessarily used their platform now we have seen you know photos of j cole protesting um and it wasn't even 100 percent sure that that's exactly who she was referring to but you know mr cole definitely took it to heart because um he decided to make his first single of 2020 um you know this man has not put out any music all year but the first single he decided to write was not about you know the black lives matter movement um or anything like that it was kind of just replying to no name um and kind of just saying like you know you need to you can educate me but maybe think about the way you say it like kind of just kind of saying that his feelings were hurt (laughs) basically that's what it sounded like to me (laughs) um and I just thought it was really interesting how people responded to the response (laughs) yeah it didn't really have uh they weren't responding to there was no topic of the issue until she started talking you know what I mean yeah like you said, he was responding to what she had to say, but like she was the only person talking about. Like she's like, right, I get that your feelings are hurt, but like, does that matter right now? Yeah, like, and it's very interesting that he would he'd say that. You know, he definitely made it a point that she is smarter than him, and she has done the reading, and she has done the research, and that all he really does is rap. <laughs> That's what he does. He's like kind of yep. like I've just been rapping, and so he tweeted out later on, um, kind of saying, you know, everybody go follow Na- No Name. She's a great leader. She has great information, and then kind of pieced out. And <laughs> it's just funny how many like people were attacking No Name, like saying, "How dare you come for J Cole and say he's not doing enough? All you've done is started a bu- book club, which is actually very important because um, knowledge is great." You know, words definitely mean things. So um, starting a book club is, you know, just important as protesting and, you know, education is just as important. But what I really want to talk about is No Name's response in her song, which slaps. (laughs) For one minute, one whole minute, she really does slap us in the face with some truth. And I really, yeah, that was that was really important. I like it was really classy. She said, you know, out of everything that's going on in the world, this is what you decide to make a song about. Okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna (laughs) I'm gonna redirect the narrative (laughs) back to the important things. You know, girls are going missing, black people are going missing, black people are hanging from trees, and you're rapping about how I hurt your feelings. So I, I don't I would like to see how 
Honestly, I'm really surprised that the man who performed at the Grammys in a um, very beautifully, authentically, theatrically done um, narrative of like a black man in jail, aka Kendrick Lamar, how come he hasn't really said anything? And you know what's crazy? This is where you come to the, with cancel culture, the issue is we make celebrities icons, we make them gods, and we put the pressure on them to say all these things and do all these things. And they aren't going to because they're just people. They're people that we've given all of our money to and we've made them the celebrity, we've made them this and that. And it's great when they use their voice, but it's also to a level unfair of us to ask them to do anything. But also <laughs> you have people like No Name who are, I would, I consider her to be famous. I consider her to have some acclaim. Mm -hmm. Like she's, maybe she's not the most mainstream, but she's definitely known. And she, what she's done with her book club, she's also helped raise and keep so many black owned businesses in, in like black owned libraries, black owned, like black owned, black authors, black writers, um, giving their voices a lot more attention and really just truly like put her work towards the community immediately in a very grassroots way. And I feel like, she had every right to be like, what the fuck, when J. Cole came for her because there was no need to come for her. Like like, like you mentioned, yeah, we saw him out there, but we have not heard anything. And I feel like, I don't know, it, he definitely should have been saying a little bit different than coming for a, like a young woman. And like, right. And know. then immediately afterwards, she tweeted about how she was sorry for, you know, even making this a big deal, like taking the attention off of the most important things going on right now for her to have this conversation. And she said that she's keeping the song up, but she's donating um, all of the money that she would be making off of it. And I'm just like, this is this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> OK, you can you can yes. talk like all day. You can give your opinion all day. But at the end of the day, your actions are really what speaks to like what kind of person you are and what your morals are and I feel like that just that's just all you know I'm not saying that everybody that donates um needs to post it or needs to share it but I mean when you share everything else when you sh share with the world what you had for breakfast you know it's not <laughs> that big of a deal to post a screenshot <laughs> of you donating $20 or whatever you are that you claim you're doing you know yeah do you feel like it's possible that cancel culture can be beneficial do you think that there are any instances in which something like that works hmm because they were like cancel known and cancel known and cancel j cole j cole like that was what was trending not what happened even so like cancel culture to me is like hashtag culture like because you don't even know why people are getting canceled you have to scroll for like at least <laughs> half an hour before you find the actual story before all between all the denzel like like yeah you gotta ugh. i was out of myself y'all i'm just gonna say it here i'm a gif person i'm not a gif person and y'all can come from my throat uh. but i'm i don't care i'm a <laughs> anyways all the denzel memes i'll keep it simple um before you find out what's going on, like, I, a lot of the sexual assault ones, all the white men randomly getting, not even randomly, why did randomly come out? Because it was not random. <laughs> it was, like, Ansel Elgore and Cole, one of the Sprouse brothers, Dylan or Cole, I don't know, one of the Riverdales, and um, a couple others, they were all getting accused, oh, Justin Bieber got accused of sexual assault. And the like, dude from That 70s Show, Hyde from That 70s Show, he got accused too. Yeah, oh my god. What is, Danny McBride, that's no, that's not Danny McBride. That's I was gonna say, I don't think that's the I'm same. <laughs> no, it's not. I uh Masterson something? We do tons of research oh, okay. before we oh, okay. uh record, just so you guys know we're very extensive. We do 
<laughs> Very expensive. I just don't have my brain on there. Um, who else was it? Uh, oh, Chris Delia. I would love to talk to you about Chris oh, okay. Delia because he is he is a comedian who I've always been uncomfortable about. But I was like, I maybe I'm not getting the joke. And I enjoyed watching his stand up when I was younger. But like the last time he released his stand up, it was like about I think it was like 45 minutes or so, which to me is a little short. I think that's because I'm used to like the production value of like a Kevin Hart special or like. All of a sudden, all the comedians ever have just escaped my brain after I said the words Kevin Hart. <laughs> but, like, um, <laughs> I genuinely was just like, who else have I watched? Uh, but, no, anyways, he played a sexual predator on the season two of You. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who might be listening who hasn't seen it yet. But Chris Delia played a sexual predator stand-up comedian who lured younger women with um, drugs and the appeal of, like, after parties. And then there would never be an after party and then stuff would happen. That is what's come up and said about him. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, weird backlogged footage that surfaced of him, like, doing interviews. Specifically one where, like, they were like, yeah, this one guy got in trouble for, like, being a pedophile. The mom, like, took screenshots of this kid's Snapchat and posted it. And you can, like, visibly see him get uncomfortable talking about, talking negatively about a man who was a pedophile. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, weird things like that where in the moment no one was watching that video footage and thinking, why is he so uncomfortable? But in retrospect it all makes sense why was he so good at playing a character like that and then it's it just i don't know there it's just so because he didn't have to act (laughs) exactly he also tyler this was not his only pedophile role there was another episode there's an episode of workaholics he was in he played a pedophile and hulu and amazon took it off of uh the streaming services because they're like no this is this is not we're not doing that but yeah so he played a pedophile multiple times and he was way too good at it and it was really fucking weird and like he hasn't he pub, he told this is how you know he's shady as shit you know how he released his statement saying he didn't do it mm-hmm. he did it he went to tmz he told he gave tmz oh. a direct <laughs> tm fucking z oh my God. that's some, that's some dumb shit right there so i don't know it's just it's inter- okay it's I disappointing think, so to answer your question about cancel culture i think cancel culture works on everybody but white men <laughs> I feel like when a white man gets canceled, everybody finds every, you know, he might, he, I mean, we literally have our, uh, y'all's president, because he ain't my president. Y'all's president is literally a racist and a rapist, like, and has plenty of sexual. He's also a pedophile. And a pedophile. Like, so I feel like people will make any excuse when it comes to white men um i think white women get away with it a lot more but you know people like when terry cruz gets canceled like it's canceled for good i will say like um for example like r kelly i know that's very controversial but to me i it is no skin off my back to never listen to an r kelly song again like i don't have to give him a single scream like i do not plan on getting giving him any money not that i gave him a lot in the beginning or anyway but you know for some people it takes a lot they have a lot more emotional attachment to his work so it takes a lot more for them to 
be like, oh yeah, I, R. Kelly, I have to cut him off. I'm, I don't need to listen to anything from him. But for me, I don't really have that emotional attachment. Like, yeah, it's a bop and I danced to it at, you know, I danced <laughs> his songs at cookouts and whatnot. But I mean, it's nothing for me to tell Spotify to mute him. Like, that was real easy. He's one of, yeah. he's definitely an artist that I have muted on Spotify. So I didn't I, know you could mute art, artists on Spotify. I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off. You just blew my mind. I didn't know you could do that. Today. Shout out Spotify. Okay. okay. <laughs> Shout out Spotify. <laughs> But yeah, you, yeah, I sorry, you were saying R. Kelly, not not shit to cut him off. I mean, so it might be like an emotional kinda... thing, like, cause okay, so R. Kelly, I can cut off, but as far as Kanye West, that one's really hard for me because I literally grew up on Kanye West's music, um, except for his like okay. two most recent albums. Those you know don't really play those, but you know like um, College Dropout even Jesus I really liked so for me I have to separate like the artist from the art sometimes like I don't necessarily follow Kanye West on Twitter or hang on to every single word or buy any of his jailhouse um rock clothing but (laughs) I do have his music on my playlist so I mean I guess it just really depends like what your moral compass is for me, it is really easy for me to cut Ultralight Beam. For I got chills the first time I listened to that, and like I cried. And I don't know that that's off of Pablo. That's like just not something that people really like that album. And I get that, but like for me, Kanye was kind of ruined by every white man I've ever slept with, who's like Kanye's God, and also every white man I've ever slept with ruined a lot of music for me because I'm just like you culture vultures, and like, <laughs> I genuinely. <laughs> I can't listen to him the same way because I'm just like, you think it's okay for you to say certain things because Kanye West put on a MAGA hat and like, that's not okay for me. Like, you think it's cool for you to like wear, like, I don't know. It's like he was, I feel like Kanye and Kanye are two different people, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Like, there is Kanye, the artist, the creative, pre his mother passing. And then there's Kanye afterwards who kind of became this like figurehead enigma that we can't understand and we no longer as a people as a culture have access to because he is now i don't know what he's on he's a kardashian (laughs) he is a connie the kardashian (laughs) i can't handle it and it makes me so sad and i just i don't know for me he's one of those artists that i personally am able to like just say nah to and also i know this is where we like really might get a divorce but like drake has some pedophile vibes. He has some sexual predator vibes. And I know we don't talk about it for the sake of our relationship, but like, <laughs> he does love himself some young girls. And like, but also on a totally more extreme side of things, I don't like that Triple X beat the hell out of his fiance, wife, girl, whatever, and like is glorified and loved. And like, I'll go looking for beats on like to like go make you know music mm-hmm. and people still mm-hmm. make beats in memoriam oh him. yeah like like a day and i'm like what is that and then you have like kodak who has raped and openly admitted to raping women and beating women and they're like oh free kodak like why why do you want to free this little gremlin like what is that i don't i don't get that and then lastly and this is where i like i don't six nine and freaking Nicki Minaj with their like 
weird Pizzagate themed music videos, which if you would love to talk about Pizzagate, you know I would love to talk about Pizzagate because I'm sick and tired of pedophiles <laughs> in the music industry and I really just don't understand it. I don't understand the weird fetishization of children and like the weird sexual abuse history and the culture that like, yeah, cancel culture works against like most black artists like doja cat i don't even know where she's at but like oh that one hurt my heart too oh i was so that hurt her music off my playlist my playlist have now they feel empty it just had to be done like she i knew it it i knew it i i just had she made that comment about white men and how like she could only fuck them and i was just like dude i can't listen to you and then i just came back i just came back i was like all right i think it's safe as a light-skinned woman i think it's safe to support you again and then she had to open her fucking mouth because I was like, okay, maybe she's grown. Because I remember her, like, there's be- there being stuff about her on, like, Tumblr, you know, back in the day where, like, yeah. little stuff would come up and I'd be like, mm, Doja Cat, not for me. But <laughs> when she came back, I was like, wait a minute, she's kind of embracing her blackness, looks like. Okay, maybe she's learned, maybe she's grown. I was a stan. I was a stan. I really was rooting. We were all rooting for you. We were rooting the fuck for her. And yeah. now... It's just, you know what? Crickets. I'm just really glad Beyonce didn't work with her. Yeah. Beyonce knew. She really did. I feel like she knows things like that. I feel She's like, like she you does know too. what? I'm a just, I'm a keep. Because everything Beyonce, Beyonce touches, like, turns to gold. It might not be immediately, like, it, but it happens. Example, Chloe, Hallie, like. Ugh. Let, praise it be. <laughs> <laughs> For real, I. I was listening to Royal this morning, driving around, and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I love it so much. It's so beautiful. We talked about this last time. I know, but, like, but they, I, there's never they deserve it. They deserve, they deserve another one. They do. Ugh. And God. if you really want to um, know more about, like, our music tastes and what we like to listen to and unproblematic female artists, you should go listen. We do have a playlist on Spotify called Gallery Girl Radio volume one and we'll leave a link to it on our instagram on our little link tree all that will be set up so you guys can stream with us and our instagram is at gallery girl radio so it's really easy to find if you can find this this podcast you could probably find that and you can probably hit that follow button and be be supportive you know yeah i'm not being passive aggressive i'm just being aggressive so go follow us (laughs) yeah we're gonna start we're definitely gonna start being more active on there we're gonna be doing like little weekly things like manifestation mondays tip tuesdays self-care sundays where we kind of like go live and i'll let hannah um do her do her thing (laughs) and help us relax because i'm a workaholic and i have to literally schedule time to relax or i won't do it (laughs) And I I relax too much and I literally have to schedule time for Tyler to yell at me or else I won't move. So it's it's all about balance and also finding your people who help you balance, which um I really had to force I kinda forced Tyler to be my friend. What a nice segue to our topic. I <laughs> I know. Um I yeah, we've been friends for it's so weird. I thought it was way longer. We've only been friends for a couple years now. That's crazy. But, like, I've been watching her for for a while. Like, I remember when I was in Indiana, I was like, I remember seeing your stuff. 
come into the uh, this the rotation of my algorithm every now and then, and being like, which is okay. crazy because we have so many mutual friends. Like it really does not make sense to me that nobody thought, oh my god, Tyler and Hannah need to be introduced to each other. Like what? They <laughs> didn't put us together. They did not put us together at all, and it was really I I'll never forgive them, but it's fine. <laughs> Ugh, we're we're thriving now. Yeah, but um, for those of you who don't know, uh. Also, whenever Tyler calls me Hannah, it's because Tyler grew up calling me oh, Hannah, as sorry. most people did. But then, like, <laughs> I... You're totally fine. I'm a big believer in um, in the rebranding, sort of. And I kind of decided to start going by my middle name as, like, a as a next chapter vibe. And um, it was after Tyler left, so... Yeah. So, I think it, it happens a lot when I reminisce <laughs> to, like when you went by Hannah so like when I'm talk, when I'm like oh yeah me and Hannah did that I'm thinking like past tense but when I'm talking about the podcast I'm like yeah me and Michelle like I don't know my brain <laughs> associates it really is two different people it's totally fine I I, I think it's really funny because it's it I love it when people do that like um my really good friend who I live with she calls me that occasionally it's like oh yeah because you know me you've been around me like forever but it's just it's just interesting. I mean, we did so much together though when you were here. Like I but I also feel like we didn't do enough. You know what I'm saying? We did a lot though. Like as far We did. We did. We did do a lot. I, I have we should, so we should definitely start off with the um how you Well, I guess I shot my shot for friendship. I'm DM'd you first. But did you follow me first? I wish Twitter could follow. Yeah, that's what my DM show that I DM'd you first. Because <laughs> you said that I have the receipts. <laughs> Because I remember oh, I, I was care, living... you have screenshots. So if you guys don't know, um, we're both from, Ro- well, we lived the longest. I lived, I say I'm from Roanoke because that's where I lived the longest. That's where I went to high school. That's where I like grew up. But you know, long story. I was born in Louisiana. I live in Louisiana now. But at the time, my parents moved to Kentucky right after I graduated high school. So while, and I went to college in Virginia. So I was going back and forth from Virginia to Kentucky. I'd spend my summers in Kentucky. And then um, I'd drive back to Virginia, of course, for school, to go to school. And at the time I was in Kentucky and I was like, I had an internship at like an art gallery and I was like tweeting all the cool things I was doing there. And like, um, Michelle was talking about like all the stuff she was doing that she wanted to do. I think you tweeted about wanting to start some type of female collective collaborative something. And I DM'd her and I kind of was like, "Hey, I'm interested in this. Like, what? What's this? What's going on? What's this?" And then she sent me a book. <laughs> back. <laughs> <laughs> that was your first book from me. <laughs> One of them. literally a whole book <laughs> of like her whole idea and that's where I was like oh yeah I like this girl like she she has she <laughs> she has the keys I do I had I don't know I knew also though that you were like the person to bring that vision to I was very excited about it was it like one of those um, things where you I, like tweeted it and you're like oh I hope she responds like <laughs> yes it was honestly I'm not kidding I remember baiting you I've baited you a couple of times so I can't lie I'm and I'm like weak. Hmm, I hope Tyler sees this one but like we I think that there's you sometimes you meet someone and you know that they're going to be an important part of your life that they're going to play a key role and I think that 
for our friendship, you are someone who I saw and I, first of all, I admired you creatively, but then I also admired and respected you for your business savvy. Like, I feel like you're somebody who truly goes out there and paves the way for yourself. And I think that that's why something like this is important because I want you to have a platform for young women to hear, hey, you want to start a business? Um, you can do that. You want to make a career out of networking and uh, connecting and giving people uh, visuals to their voice, go for it. Like, I I think that that's so important and to bring women together to do that while doing that is even more awesome. And I just, I don't know, I think that shooting your shot in friendship is something that people don't think to do because it's really scary. Like, I, mm -hmm. to be real with you, my first impression of you, I was so in awe of you that I was really intimidated. Stop! I'm like so not shit. <laughs> but you are. Okay. So like that's where you gotta stop lying. You are. You are You are really truly a phenomenal human being and not just with what you do creatively you are phenomenal as a person as Tyla. Thank you, and I think that, Oh my gosh. <laughs> you're welcome friend. <laughs> They're gonna be like okay let's fast forward. Um just so y'all no, know, I'm very just... much a Capricorn. I'm very, like, to a T. Very, like, oh, right. you I know. Oh, right. I we don't have our names. <laughs> and Michelle is a, ca is a Cancer. So, you know, she's very emotions first. It works, though. It, it does work. It does work. Cause she makes me, like, feel things when I'm trying to, like ignore them and she always knows like mm -hmm. when I'm going through something or like when something's wrong even though I won't say anything she'll just be like hey hope you're taking care of yourself hope you're having a good day and I'm over there like how does she know I was upset like how does she know <laughs> <laughs> what gets me is like it still happens even though you're far away like I'm still just like mm, I'm gonna check I'm gonna see a little bit what's going on yeah. here but yeah because like you gotta you gotta feel things, my guy. You gotta like let yourself feel it. I, I love it. I know. Anyways. I know. I'm like an artist and everything, and like you know, we're supposed to be all like introspective and blah blah. blah. But like, I really, oh, the <laughs> emotions. But you like you're starting to like really truly. I mean, I don't know. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you're feeding yourself a little bit off of your art. Like you're starting to get to a point where like you're building, you're creating. And I think a Capricorn artist is so interesting to me because Capricorns to me have always been very like rigid financially focused uh boxes checks and boxes all that stuff and you're you're all of those things but you're also like like you're no no justice no peace like i thought that was very creative i would not have been able to think of that for a visual and i think that that just you just you just see things and i think you see things you like it you make it happen you're a good manifester thank you thank you that's you're just welcome. like literally now tell me about me <laughs> <laughs> like literally, okay so like we didn't meet for a while we were just like you know basically long distance friends yeah. until I came back because I was in Kentucky for the summer um but then I came back to start school in August but I came back a little bit before and we went to corned beef together right if you don't know corned beef is a bar in Ro Roanoke so unfortunately <laughs> who was it was just us right wait who was with I know Emily was there uh, um yeah, and then so is uh, right. So we were all just like, we just had a blast. And when you get drunk, you like to run. And that was like, rip, that was like, <laughs> <laughs> like of the night. Like literally, I'd be like standing there dancing, and I'd turn around, and you're like sprinting up the stairs to go outside. I'm like, okay, I guess we're going outside. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> that was 
was your first time meeting me too, which was awful. Cause I like I remember the next day I was like, wow, I really ran a lot, huh? I can feel it in my calves. Like, you were like, <laughs> but I liked it. I was like, this girl's carefree. She's fun. Like this is like you kind of like balance me out. Cause sometimes I'm very like. I don't go out much, but when I do, you know, I like to have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah, it was really fun. It was one of the very, it was one of the many first fun adventures that we had together. And then we had our museum date after that. That was really fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. I have pictures of that. I'll post that. We'll we'll, we'll share the pictures. And our first, like, conversations um, were always about doing something like this. Like, Gallery Girl having some type of creative, like, collective. We never knew exactly what we wanted to do yet, but we knew we wanted to do something that brought um, creative women together. And I think that that is what we're doing. And, And I mean, like, kicking it off with, like, like Tyler mentioned earlier, we have a plan moving forward like this is not just you know two friends catching up every week for an hour this is also a place for us to talk about things that are important like cancel culture because unfortunately for us and our vapid reality cancel culture is going to be in your kids history books you're going to hear about twitter in your kids history books you know what i mean like it's important to capture my history as oh my gosh <laughs> oh my god oh some of my tweets make the cut you just got so excited oh my gosh uh, you know, you should make a history book. No, don't make a history book. Please hello. don't make a history book. Hello? Hello? Did it cut out? Oh my gosh. Hello? Yes, Can you hear okay. me? Whew, I don't know hello. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me put it at 31.30. Okay, boom. Okay, cool. Anyways. Yeah. Shameless plug. Shameless Sorry, plug we have, if you don't follow me on Twitter. We have, well, if you, you need yeah. to follow both of us, honestly, because you got to get the interactions in general. My at is at Tyla the Creative. And then mine is at Crab Shell, C H E L E. I almost said C H L L E E E. I don't know why. My brain. <laughs> that is not correct. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like I'm having a stroke right now. It's not, I don't know what's wrong with me. But um, yeah, basically to make our our love story rant not short, because by all means I can talk about this all day, but like it's important to shoot your shot in friendship. It is important to tell people, hey, I think you're really cool because you know what? You're really cool. And they'll tell you that every other day or when you text them because they don't text you for two weeks, <laughs> they will tell you. <laughs> they will say, hey, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that Michelle yeah. told me before we started this that this podcast is also a way for her to force me to talk to her for at least an hour continuously. So, <laughs> and it's working. I'm so excited because uh, I'm the queen of it. not texting. Because not back, only sorry. you are, and I'm excited to hear all about the text that you're gonna get about this episode. We're like, oh, so you ain't gonna text me back, but you can record a podcast. For me. <gasps> so. <laughs> Uh, um i want to know though how have you been talking to your sisters about everything that's been going on how have they been handling it coping with it also are they doing anything at your um alma mater i don't know if you can call are you gonna say where you went to college yeah i went to radford university in radford virginia and um when she talks about my sisters she's referring to my sorority i'm an aka um i pledged spring 2018 so um I have a large line there's like I have 35 sisters so we don't necessarily 
spend a whole lot of time talking about everything specifically, but we do take a lot of time to like check in with each other um, to make sure that we're doing well mentally. Um, they're all very, very supportive. Anytime I do anything like that has to do with Aww. like um, the movement or if I'm like, I just had, I made face masks so I could um, donate the money to George Floyd's um, GoFundMe, his official GoFundMe, and a lot of them bought masks, and a lot of them bought the t-shirts that, I'm, that I was selling, so I could donate money to um, the official Black Lives Matter fund. So, it's stuff like that, because I feel like it's, it gets really heavy, like it gets really hard to talk about everything specifically all the time, but I can always count on them to kind of check up and say, like, hey, I'm see what you're doing, and I'm proud of you. Or, you know, like, hey, if somebody will say, like, hey, I'm having kind of a bad day today, can um, y'all kind of help me out? Or I'm going through something. They don't even have to be really specific. They'll put in the group chat, like, I'm going through something. Everybody will reach out to say that they're praying for them and that they're sending them good energy and, like, check up on them on the side, too, not just in the group chat, you know, being extra. <laughs> like, genuinely will check up. Being friendly. Yeah, like oh I haven't talked to you in a long time so let's have a little FaceTime call or we'll do like group Zoom sessions so you know we're just just really sisterly in general <laughs> that's good yeah I, I <clears throat> excuse me I don't know what's wrong with her I have been talking to my um, okay so I have three younger sisters like um, I'm not in a sorority I just have you know <laughs> siblings <laughs> one of them has gotten really humanely active while all this is going on and it's the she's the second oldest she's only 16 but she like i follow her on everything um because i'm not fake and she <laughs> has like a story every single hour about the movement do you follow brooklyn i feel there, like i do I feel, I've, no i follow her on instagram they'll be liking her selfies i thought one day that one of her posts was yours because you had had a story like loaded and like hers was right after it I thought but it was the other way around and it was one and it was like just because your black squares are gone doesn't mean that the movement is gone it like was just popping off and I like slid up to be like okay Tyler (laughs) and it was my sister and I was like okay so it's really interesting to see like the younger generations and how they're handling it but then when I try to talk to her about it like try to have a conversation like sister to sister she's just like I don't know. Yeah, it sucks. And I'm like, you can pop off on the internet, but you can't talk. You can't. It's so interesting. It's just so interesting to talk to people because it's really hard, like you said, to talk about stuff like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's important. I just think that people don't have, like, using social media and using art, like we talked about last time, is so important. But I think that it's crazy. It's just, it's insane how hard it is to verbalize the amount of frustration and the amount of pain and to not dig yourself into a hole of just saying the same thing over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, and it's just know. like... <sighs> like, I, it definitely gets exhausting. But it's good to know that you're not, like, the only person that's exhausted. Like, I've noticed a lot of people who have been, like, very active, very vocal on their Instagrams will also post a little story that's just like, hey, how are you doing today? Like, what's your what's your biggest concern right now? Like, what's going on with you personally? And I think it's good to, like, 
take time to do that too because you know we are all fighting the same fight hopefully if you're listening to this you are fighting the same fight I wouldn't imagine that there's any you know far right listeners but you never know so (laughs) you never know um so yeah just like taking the time and I'm trying to get a lot better at that to just like reach out and even if it's just a simple like, hey, how you doing? I don't have to talk to you like, hey, I see so much going on in the world and I just want to check in with you. Like literally just a simple hey and just, you know, taking the time to actually be a good friend. <laughs> so. Yeah, just being like, what's good? How are you? What? Yeah, just uh, it's just just checking in, like you said. Um, I think that checking in and staying aware and staying connected are all really important things to do even if there isn't a pandemic going on even if there isn't a uh a humane i don't want to say a political uprising i don't know what the like a a human a human rights situation i don't situate no there's nothing to put into words what it is (laughs) when everything that's going on is going on i feel like even without that it's important to check in stay communicative and stay loud and present um all of that being said i feel like to me that's what this is about what i wanted when i came to you two years ago about doing something like this about starting a collective was to in a very different way stay connected among women and activism and like when I was thinking of that, I was thinking about sexual assault strictly and like how women get silenced and it's important to use your voice to not only recover, but to help nurture um, the prevention of that, you know, kind of repeating. Mm -hmm. But I also think that it's important to just kind of bring women together because I feel like it's so easy for women to be silenced and swept under the table or discredited that we are truly stronger in numbers and louder with numbers and when I came to you saying hey I want to start this art collective and I think that it'd be really cool I really wanted to do that I wanted to pave a way for women to be able to come together create together and love together and create like just create kind of like a beacon of light like hey I'm a woman I'm a badass I can do this I don't need you I don't need a man I don't need validation from outside sources i've got me yep and i don't need a cosign that's what i thought of. don't need a cosign for a man I to do be not dope. Need a cosign. i'm dope on my Oof. own period because mm. <laughs> when we because you gotta remember when, remember when we first started being friends we did have those mutual friends and most of them were guys we we're in kind of the same circle that creative circle of guys who are like rappers fashion designers kind of like Roanoke isn't a huge um, city, so you know everybody knows each other, but especially if you do the same thing, um, they're going to know each other. But I feel like when it comes to women, there was always kind of like, there can only be one. like Or there could be like, there would be one singer that was like really good that everybody wanted on a hook, but it would only be that girl. They wouldn't put anybody else. And I don't think it was intentional. But it was something I noticed a lot. Or there would only be one girl, like, artist, you know? There would only be one that they would, like, accept and let kind of be in the crew. Um, Yeah. and In rotation, almost. Yeah. Because as soon as they didn't like that person anymore, like, as soon as, like, the the city, quote-unquote, didn't care for a certain woman, I would notice, like, I wouldn't hear anything from her anymore. 
like she like you wouldn't like so it was I don't know they were in and out of like the pop the not popularity but I guess that's kind of what it was like I would hear names and then they just wouldn't be around anymore. yeah and I'm sure there's somebody that's listening to this it's gonna be like oh it wasn't that deep but like just listen to that's what we're how saying. we feel like how we feel <laughs> yeah. exactly thank you do not <laughs> yeah just, just hear us we out were there. we were there and definitely like I remember there'd be um our friends throw a lot of pool parties and I would sometimes be like the only girl there or I would be like amongst you know the girlfriends group and I'd be grouped in as oh yeah. that's so and so's girlfriend instead of being like Tyla like instead of being like no I don't really have to be attached to him for you to know who I am like I'm a whole person so um I think that was really cool that we linked up around that time and that kind of helped my confidence because sometimes you definitely feel like like things will happen like you might say something and everybody will pretend like they weren't listening but then like one of the guys will repeat the exact same thing you said and everybody will laugh (gasps) and then you'll be like am I going crazy like Am I? Is this is this an echo? And then when you started coming around, we would be we would lock eyes. You know, we'd be like, "Oh, you just saw that, right? Yeah, I saw that. Okay, girl, just make sure." Like, <laughs> Ooh. yeah, I think I think that our our friendship happened at just the right time because I think that we truly grew together in such a short amount of time in our voices and in using it. I think whenever I had you in the same room as me, that's why when I loved you were in the studio because like I always felt so much more confident because I was like, "Okay, I know I'm not fucking crazy." Like she sees this, right? Like, like we would like it was there is a true confidence to knowing your girl has your back and your girl is in the room period like that <laughs> period it's just there's no there's nothing like it and I really I can't I am really gr- glad that we found <laughs> I almost just said that we found love in a hopeless place. all right all right that's it for today um thank you for tuning in. <laughs> I'm cutting it off right here Oh my god. Uh, I'm crying right now. Wow. I'm so funny. That's crazy. Oh my god. God, but yeah, no, I'm just I'm I think it's you if you are a female and you are listening to this and you ever feel like you need your your she wolf pack, you need your girl gang or whatever, like if you know a girl on the internet, because we all have that girl that we creep on, that girl that we like, we're like, please, I would love to be her friend. I wanna be her, like shoot your shot like seriously just just talk to them like because you're not scary they're not scary you know know. and you can create something so beautiful and i i just i feel like i keep gassing us up right now and we haven't even really gotten started but it's because i know what we're capable of and i i'm in this with somebody who i truly believe in and i think that we are at a time where something like this is needed and i'm very excited to see what comes and what's happening what does it mean though to you like I just kind of ranted for like a good 10 minutes about what a gallery girl is to me but what is that to you so um gallery girl is something that I have had in my head for a while because um I worked this I'm gonna give you the full story okay this is what a podcast is for like I'm gonna give you the whole tea so when I was at that internship that I mentioned earlier at Revelry Boutique and Gallery in Louisville Kentucky if you're from Louisville you know exactly what I'm talking about I was a summer intern there for three months um and it was great everything about that was amazing I loved all the people there and what I learned um was how how all the different ways you can actually make money as an artist but one thing that was always stood out to me 
is that it was very focused on community over competition. Like there were probably like hundreds of different artists work um, in the boutique slash gallery and they would have a gallery show every month for a different artist. But even though all those artists were in the same place, it was never competitive. Like there weren't two artists that are making similar stuff that had problems. Like everybody was making money. Everybody was selling because they were in there together, not because they were competing with each other and I remember one thing that always stuck out is we had they had this little sign that said um if you'd like to buy this piece off the wall um contact one of our gallery gals and it was G-A-L that's like a Kentucky thing I the gal I don't really like the word gal because every time I hear it I feel like colored would be in front of it so I just really don't <laughs> like the word gal. <laughs> so I was like gallery girl that's so cute I love alliteration I kind of I remember like making it my twitter name like literally the day that I saw it or whatever and all the women all everybody that worked there was a woman all the women there was a woman that owned it there was a woman that we love to see yes, it like the woman that ran their social media all the employees were women um I was a woman I worked there so <laughs> as an intern so um that environment was just like really I learned so so much from those ladies in the three months that I had to work there so um that's where the name literally the name gallery girl came from and kind of I always had that idea in my mind that I wanted to create something like that some type of community over competition artist space okay fast forward I meet Hannah Michelle I meet Michelle (laughs) we link up (laughs) we start hanging out I also meet Liz I Emily me and Emily have always been friends and also we start hanging out with Katie we were all hanging out together and I remember just kind of bringing up the idea to all of you just kind of saying like this is what I wanted to do um you took us in the basement for that conversation. You were like, let me get them aside. Like, I let really... Because we were the only girls at that party, too. It was like a pool party. And I kind of just told you guys what I wanted to do and, like, what a gallery girl meant to me, which was really just, like, a creative girl boss type of, like, confident person who isn't afraid to stand up for what they believe in, but is also, like, really confident in their abilities and their skill. Like, they have the skill to back it up, you know? So, um, and is you know, is definitely wants to help other people too so that's what a gallery girl is to me and even though I wasn't really sure the first steps of making this happen y'all all were so very important like every time that I had any type of like art show or if I was posting something about prints that I was selling or if I started like when I made t-shirts you guys were always like the first person to share it first people to be like let me wear it let me take a photo in it let's do a photo shoot like you guys were always really supportive without really asking like what can I gain out of this like it was more of like a how can we come together to help you and I hope that you know that you felt the same way whenever you when you started putting out your purple poems and I know when you had your um when you did your little valentine's day even though I was single and I really wanted to get one anyway but your little valentine's day (laughs) your valentine's day like um bundle stuff I thought that was so cute like we all promoted each other without asking like it was never like a I didn't have to beg anybody to share my link or anything like that. Like it just did it off of the strength that we're supporting each other. So really that's what, at the end of the day, that's what it is. Um, Community over competition. I'm just going to keep saying that because that's really, that's, that's really the base of it. (laughs) 
that's really all it is. Yeah, like you want to bring women together rather than against each other. And I think that's so rare and it's so sad how rare that is. But I don't know why. I don't know why I went down a Megan Fox uh, hole lately with the rest of the internet. But she had this really interesting quote where she was talking about how like women are naturally competitive. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. Why are we like that? Who teaches us to be that way? What is that? Like... Truly, why why do women feel the need to compete against each other when we're already competing against the man next to us, you know? I feel like it's because, like, when... As this is coming from somebody who has mostly guy friends, like, I really didn't start creating important female friendships until I got to college. And I would say for me, it would be like, when you saw, like, a girl in a group of guys, it would be like, oh, there must be something really special about her because she's the one. She's the chosen one. Like, I kind of touched on earlier, like, she, you know, that kind of misogynistic thinking. Yeah. I feel like that's what it is. Like, she must be, you know, she's not a regular girl. She's a cool girl because all the guys really like to hang out with her. And it's not, like, in a sexual way. It's just like, you know, she's the homie. She's cool or whatever. So, I feel like that might be some of it and if there's another girl that kind of comes into the picture it's always like oh well there can only be one and I'm not gonna let her take my spot so I'm gonna try to cut her down (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty much I think it's like just that like I've got to be the best girl because I'm the only girl like they're really weird like the music industry the uh movie industry there really is like the token black girl the token black uh artist but then it's also just for women in general like there are only a handful of famous women whereas i can give you a plethora of men who have quote-unquote made it it's just like there's not enough room at the top for some people there's not enough seats at the table but I, I love the idea of us creating our own round table, creating your own space when you don't feel like there is one for yourself. Period. <laughs> Period. Well, um, I don't know. I don't I don't know. What do you think that the rest of the week is looking like for you? Like what do you hope to see from this whole like cancel culture from like, do you, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think the no-name J. Cole thing is going to happen anymore? Do you think that we're going to have... <sighs> you think Kendrick's going to come back? I really hope Kendrick comes back. <sighs> well, I mean, Beyonce just dropped a song not too long ago, and it's everything that I needed in my life, so I'm not too concerned about what anybody else is <laughs> Okay? That is very on-brand for you. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. I'm happy for me too, but I know no one loves Beyonce the way you do. Okay, I do not put celebrities on pillars. I know, like, there's some, obviously I do with Beyonce because I, not only am I her as a person, but her work ethic is crazy. And obviously I don't know every detail about Beyonce's life because, hello, she doesn't tell us anything. But (laughs) I actually love that about her as a celebrity because it's like, you're forced to only look at her for her art and her work work ethic yes the the whole jay-z cheating scandal that's probably the most intimate that we're ever gonna get with her life that's the only thing that you could be like oh i can't believe beyonce let somebody cheat on her yeah you could you could go on about that but i think she deliberately keeps her personal life as private as possible so that we have nothing else to talk about we can't be like 
oh, look what Beyonce wore on her Instagram story today. Like, there's nothing for us to, like, nitpick because she doesn't give us, she doesn't give us a lot. And when she does, when she drops, (laughs) when she drops Ivy Park, when she drops a single, when she says, go support Chloe and Hallie, what do do we do? We do it. Listen! (laughs) (laughs) So, let's talk about marketing queen right there. Truly. Of course you love her for her marketing, you freaking Capricorn. I love it. I don't know. I can, I, I, you know, Beyonce, I mean, I, I just feel like Beyonce is not mean. I, I could probably meet her. Oh my God, I'd die. Like, I don't, I don't even, I've never even seen her live I don't think you would do well. But like, I'm, I'm I'm like breathing really hard thinking about it. Like, (laughs) like, I'll look in the mic. (laughs) I can't even like. Beyonce? I love that. <laughs> oh, but yeah, y'all, I love amazing. Beyonce. Um, <laughs> that's how I feel about about SZA. As, oh as much gosh, as like, yes. I mean, like, <sighs> did I tell you I got the control vinyl? Stop. It was a birthday gift from someone. I got the. Was it a boy? It was green. <laughs> Dang. we'll talk about it later Dang. but anyways i know right that's why it's messed up because it's like because uh, now anyways, you're gonna associate man, it if you're listening to this we're gonna do a, a whole special on how to date a <laughs> and leave her the fuck alone <laughs> like uh, but yeah no it's it's a really thoughtful gift um but i have i finally got it my 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 favorite it's literally tatted on me, but I have it uh, now. It's a two-disc uh, two uh, translucent green edition, so it's, like, extra special. I'm really sad about it. Y'all are going to clown me. <laughs> but anyways, I have my favorite album. Can yeah. you hear me? Are you yeah. there? Oh, she's I was awkward. trying not to okay. breathe on the mic because I'm still thinking about Beyonce. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I think that's that's a good way to end it is fantasizing about our favorite female artists and creatives right now. But um do you have anything you want to say to the people before you sign off? Um yeah, I just want to say, you know, wash your hands, wear a mask. Black Lives Matter. Wear your mask and arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor. I think that's it. Thank you. I like that. Also, if you see them out at a Whole Foods again, like you have recently because that video surfaced I saw it that was delightful content ma'am thank you whoever you are call them out pull up TikTok make it go also if you have a TikTok follow me on TikTok I don't know how to spell it <laughs> but follow me on my link <laughs> go to my link tree on my Twitter page at Crabshell C-R-A-B-C-H-E-L-E I spelled it right that time and I'm so. on TikTok too um, it's what is it oh it's at created by Tyla We'll have all of our links on our Instagram, either in a link tree or in a post. I don't know. We'll figure out how to do it, but it'll be there. So thanks, you guys, for tuning in. This has been a really great episode. It has, as they all will be. Okay. Bye, guys. Stay safe. Hey, y'all. Thanks for tuning in for Gallery Girl Radio Frequency. If you're looking for more Gallery Girl goodness and all things creative, check out our Instagram at Gallery Girl Radio for updates and original content. Until then, keep.
keep checking back for more episodes. Hey y'all, my name is Tyler Maiden and I'm an artist living in New Orleans. And I'm Michelle Eves, a writer living in Roanoke, Virginia. And this is Gallery Girl Radio, a podcast brought to you by creatives for creatives. It's a platform developed to give those with a purpose and a voice a place to do so. So be sure to like and subscribe for more creative content.